Laughter's not usually something associated with the 1981 Springbok tour, but a new film manages to inject some lighter moments into a seminal period in Kiwi history. Uproar is a coming-of-age film starring uh, Hunt for the Wilder People's Julian Dennison as 17-year-old Josh Waka. As a Māori kid in Dunedin in the 80s, he's treated as an outsider at his school until his talent as an actor is discovered by his drama teacher, played by Rhys Darby. He's introduced to a young Māori woman, Samantha, played by Irana James, who helps to get him involved in the anti-tour movement. Uproar had its debut at the Toronto Film Festival earlier this month and is out in cinemas now. Our guests were given waivers from the current industrial action uh, involving SAG in order to be able to speak to us, which is brilliant. Julian Dennison and Irana Jane spoke to me last week from our Auckland studio. It's about a young uh, Māori boy discovering himself. Uh, he has a few um, little bumps and dumps and drumps and bumps along the way, but it's uh, based in 1981 um, during the Springbok tour back in 81, so it was a pretty crazy time for New Zealand, but um, yeah. Irana, tell us a bit about your character. Um, I play a character called Samantha. She's a staunch young Māori wahine who's... Um, you know, involved in the activism for her people and, you know, someone who stands up for her culture and who she is and what she thinks is right. And sort of, I don't know, I like to think lights a little spark in Julian's character and, you know, sets him on a different direction than maybe he was destined for in the start of the film. We're in Otipoti, Dunedin, uh, and you know, how much does that setting play into the storytelling, Julian, and, and into the character's stories? Yeah, uh, it plays really a really big importance. So yeah, mihi to the mana whenua down there in Dunedin, and um, you know uh, I know the producers and the directors Hamish and Paul were very um, yeah they wanted to respect uh, where we were and where we were coming from, and even though Josh doesn't um, uh, you know come from where the sh- film is based, um, yeah we were very respectful of you know making sure we it was all done right. But it plays a huge importance. Um, um, there is a scene in the film that I can't say, but um, it's it's really important, actually, it and I, Samantha's in it. Um, and, yeah, it just kind of it highlights what this film is really about, um, what this film was trying to say. And, um, yeah, and it's just beautiful. It was beautiful down there. We actually didn't shoot a lot down there. We only shot there for, like, two, two and a half weeks. Mm. Um, but what we did shoot was, like, that was my second time in Eden. And I was there, and I was like, wow, this is... Mm. This is really beautiful. I grew up. <laughs> I grew up in Dunedin, and I was oh. there when the tour was happening. So, um, wow. so you know, for me, it's interesting. But just speaking more broadly to each of you, it's also about um, whether or not people have um, connections, right? Um, um connections, connections, cultural connections, um, uh, connections to iwi. And fair to say, um, Julian, your character. You know, there's one really potent moment in the film, I won't say it, where there's a, a light opens in his eyes, right? About his about his um, connections, about, about whakapapa, about who his people are. Yeah, no, um, it definitely does. And I think I, I, I actually watched it for the first time last night at the premiere because I, I wanted to savour the moment. And um, I'm really glad um, how it turned out um, that Haka was... Um, oh. I just I just said it, but yeah, there's a haka that is performed in the film, and um, you know it was composed by Mana Finua down there, and we learnt it, and we even me and um, Ed and I and my mum who plays Tui, we had a little wānanga, and we um, we learnt it, and yeah, it was yeah, it's important for 
the character for Josh and, and who he is and finding his Māori tanga. So I think, it, yeah, it is that moment of he, he realises, like, yeah, this is... This is who I am. Uh, can we just mention your mama, uh, Mabel Dennison? Uh, yes. A key, another key character in the film. Tell us a little bit more. I mean, tell us about your mum, if you like. <laughs> but tell us about uh, about her character. Yeah, no, she's great. Um, she's she's amazing. Um, it was it was definitely. Um, I, th- I we were shooting and and I think we had started shooting already, and they hadn't cast her yet. <clears throat> and I remember about two weeks before that, mum had come up to me and she was like, "Hey, um, you know, I know." I know it's, you know, they've offered me to play or they've offered me to audition for the role. Would you want me to do it? I know this is, you know, your film and I want you to. And I was like, no, it's fine. Go for it. Um, I would love to be working with you. So she ended up getting it. I think from the start they knew that she wanted, um, that she was going to get it. So, yeah, it was great. You know, for 10 years I've been doing this and it's always been, you know, mum's been there to look after me and do it. But, you know, to be there and, and be working with her, you know, alongside her, it was, yeah, it was great. Just staying with you for a moment more, Julian. let's talk about your um, mum in the film. Minnie Driver is the actor, and her character is, uh, is English-born. It was uh, your papa who was, um, who, was, uh, who was Māori. And again, this is a really important part of, of your character's story, right? But, you know, what was it like working with her and, and really building up that sense of a mum doing absolutely doing her best for her boys, plural, um, but an awakening for her as well happens along the way. Yeah, I think it's, uh, yeah, she was great to work with. She was amazing. Um, very professional, very like, she she knew she knew what she was doing. You know, you can tell that she's been in the game for a long time. But, um, yeah, I think it's really important um, as someone who has um, a parent who is Pākehā and then, a, and then a, another parent who is Māori. Um, I think it was so important for me to be like, oh, yeah, I could relate to Josh. And, and being half-caste and being in a school that was predominantly Pākehā, um, I think it was so important um, that they told that part of the story and even the journey of, you know, um, what it is to be a, a Pākehā person with a son who is you know, um, Māori and, and not knowing how to identify with them and not knowing how to relate and even walk them through that and almost feel helpless. And you see that and how Minnie's done that. And, um, yeah, there's such just a full circle moment at the end with her and how she reconnects and, and, and yeah, that's that's all I'm going to say. But, yeah, again, she did amazing. Doing her best for her boys. Um, Irana, let's bring your character in again. As you say, she's she is... Um, uh, Awake, she's woke in the real sense mm. of the word, right? Mm. And um, again, living in a in, in a, a place where um, Maori and another character who is a Pacifica, very much the minority, and back mm. in a time and place, right? And tell me about occupying her character. What was it who informed mm. that feistiness, that humour, and that sense of mission? How did how did you develop her in your in your mind? Oh, I, I mean, from the. Uh, first approach in the character of Samantha, you know, she, you know, all those words you just used, she is very, you know, headstrong and she's driven, quite bold, uh, outspoken young person. And I I think I probably had a bit of that when I was younger. I really, um, yeah, raised my voice in a lot of ways, maybe not as politically active as she was, but, you know, all of that energy, I think, uh, was there in me a bit. But honestly, it was just to go back to Maybell getting to work with Maybell and with, you know, my nanny Tui and building that relationship and th- that foundation for, that was really the fa- where I found the foundation for Samantha's connection to, you know, to her nan, to her whenua, to her maridum, you know, all of that, I think really came through that relationship that I had with Maybell and um, what we built together. So I think, yeah. So some, that kind of um, wise, beloved 
Toya, um, that, hmm. that, that, that real guiding light of mm. young people that uh, Maybelle is in the film and, and her character is Tui, mm. that actually is real life, right? Yeah. Uh, that was happening with the cast. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, and obviously Julian uh, knows her better than I do. <laughs> but the time that I got to spend with Maybelle, it was just, you know, being able to sit down and and listen and all the stories that she had was just, yeah, it really informed so much of... Um, of, of my character and for me personally as well, you know, it was, um, it was, a, it was a really special experience being able to go through that journey, um, with her. So no, I'm so grateful. The friendships and the repartee, you know, the kōrero, uh, and the humour between the young people is one of the stars of this film, I think, um, and, and their intelligence and their integrity. We mm. probably don't focus enough on really genuine friendship. <laughs> Amongst um, among young people, we try and complicate everything or assume it's all complicated. But I really enjoyed that part of it as well as the character evolution. The the backstory, of course, is is the tour and what happened in Aotearoa, New Zealand, in 1981. Mm. Um, I don't think either of you were here, but I was. <laughs> said, as, as, as a quite young person, and I remember how dislocating and confusing yeah. it was. And you mm. just went with whatever the people around you went with. To be honest. Mm. Um, how did it, how much of each of, did each of you know of that in advance of the script, and what did you do to really try and put yourself in that time and place, Julian? Um, yeah, I think um, to be honest, I didn't know a lot. Um, they didn't really teach it at, at the school that I was at. Mum and Dad didn't really um, talk about it, um, and I think that that even says something about the time. And I think it was really a time where there's almost like a subconscious vibe of like trying to tuck it under the rug and that it never happened, but actually it did. And I remember reading it and even my managers who are two, two American guys were like, even were researching about it and just having conversations with them. And they were so stunned that it could happen in a place like this in New Zealand. Mm. We were all so perfect and so lovely to each other. And um, yeah, I think, yeah, I did a lot of research about even what happened after the tour that, that, that even after the Springbok came to New Zealand, that it affected their tour when they went over to America and they mm. canceled tours there and canceled games and um, yeah I think it was important that you know I, I scrubbed up a bit before I did it and um, I like how the film set on the on like the backdrop of the tour so like the tour is not the main main thing but it's set on the backdrop so it's like it's it's easy for the for the viewers to consume like it hits mm. them hard and it's like no this happened but it's like it's 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 tolerable and to that I mean I had some uh, last night at the screening I had some family and some friends come over from Australia um, to come see it as well and, you know, not knowing very much about the tour over here I found quite surprising but then they found that they were sort of learning as they were watching the film and mm. I was like which I, I found as well obviously through the research that we did entering it but um, no, I think it is, as Julian said, a bit of an education that especially our generation feel like we kind of missed out on a little bit so hopefully it's the start of kind of I don't know, re-looking at those conversations Yeah what was really evident in this is that everyone, as I said, were in their own tribes, if you forgive me using the word this way. Like the rugby, and rugby's still a big thing in New Zealand now, but boy, mm. back then. I mean, literally everything would stop for a rugby test at two o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. Everyone would pull the curtains and someone would, you know, have, have, have food out or mm. beers out or whatever, fizzy drinks out. And the whole country would stop to watch because... We had one TV station back then, and not a, not a lot happened compared to now, right? And so rugby was huge. And one of the other themes that comes out in this um, at the school that Josh is at, Julian, is how big school rugby was and, and still is. So there's there's that tribe, and then there um, some some um, 
beautiful tangata whenua um, gathering and doing their thing together and then there's, there's, there's people in the middle, there's, there's the school system. It really well captures just how everyone was in their position all trying to navigate this thing that just kind of exploded on us. Mm. Wow, to sort of put yourself there, you guys, but you did it really, really well. <laughs> I mean, I think a harder job for Julie, and I got to position myself sort of on um, one very clear, you know, side of the line. Like I got to really explore that one perspective of um, of that of that time. So. Yeah, I think a little more challenging for yeah. Julian. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I feel like it's like you know, you had these clicks isn't the word, but you know, you have these these like going to a boys' school. I went to an all boys' school. It's very like you know they call you by your last name. It's like you know Denison, pull up your socks, da 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 da, mm. and and then even you know and, and then also playing rugby, but also being being back at home on the marae. Like there was all these you know uh, uh, the film really captures like these people in these communities and these tribes as you say and really navigating their own life and, and all this kind of messiness and all this kind of chaos and, and I think it really captures it beautifully and, and Josh has to navigate all of them right you know he's at school but he's also at Ngahuefa and then um, yeah he's just trying to navigate it it's not. It wasn't simple either. This is the other thing. It's not one thing or the other. Like Josh's brother, that we'll touch on again, a character beautifully played, uh, is a really talented rugby player, um, and and also, you know, having to confront and make sense of what was unfolding at that time, and this was the experience of of, of many many people. The other lovely thing that comes into Josh's character is, um, uh, and you'll know this well, Gillian, being a really talented young. Actor in at high thanks, school, thanks, thanks, you know, thanks. Um, with a character and, and you, and you, <laughs> you know, um, can you speak to a little bit about that that side of it as well? Just elaborate on Josh's character and how this is really important to him. He's a reader, and he's got acting talent, and he's got dreams. Just speak a little bit more to that. Yeah. So when like um Hamish and like Paul said like you know he reads a lot and I went oh bro I'm done. <laughs> Um, no, um, no, yeah, but yeah, no, first, like how you said at the start of the question for James, like he's a beautiful person, um, beautiful soul, but, um, but yeah, it was, it was, um, yeah, it was like Josh is a very complex person and, and it was kind of, you know, and, and I was working every day on set and I was trying to like, you know, get in the headspace of like, oh, where is he today? Like, what is he doing? How is he feeling? And, and like I said in the last question, like navigating all of that and even like with glasses, I'm like, you know, Hamish, especially really wanted to be like, hey, what does Josh do? What does he listen to? Uh, or where does he go? Does he sit down and read a book? Or is he in the library? Or is he going for a walk? Da-da-da-da-da. Um, yeah, it was kind of a, a, a composing all the things that make Josh and, and and how he has to kind of navigate this world that he's in. And um, It's really interesting. So it wasn't all scripted to the nth degree. You were kind no, of yeah, improvising yeah. a lot of this, developing yeah, as you went. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it was so good. Like Hamish and Paul, they were so open. And, and I know um, even for Paul, it was very close to his heart, the character of Josh. And um, they were really open, um, improvising not so much, but also just like, you know, bending it a bit and being like, hey, actually, yeah, yeah, this is how we think it should work. And um, Hamish going, you know, in the blocking stages before shooting a scene, he'll write, okay, da 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 da, okay, you know, I like this better, no, that's great. And just kind of, um, yeah, like a, there was like a natural kind of evolution of Josh even during the filming process, which was cool. Um, Irana with Samantha, she uh, obviously, as we said, is, is, is an activist and she's quite early on the ground and in getting involved in the, um, the, the protests 
gently at first, and then there's this moment in the film, and it's no spoiler, anyone who's here for the tour knows that in parts of the different parts of the country anyway, there were some really gruesome confrontations mm. um, between police and protesters, not necessarily mm. actually in Dunedin from memory. Um, there were some chockers, I think, in Wellington and, and, and elsewhere, mm. um, as well as that anger of the crowd when matches were cancelled, which is really subtly um, covered, covered in the film. Mm. But were there moments when you were in character having to go there shocked by as we say, shocked, shocked by the way Kiwi and Kiwi were um, mm. confronting each other like this, including the, you know, the police and the protesters. Mm, absolutely. I mean, yeah, there's, um, yeah, there's big protest moments in the film that I think just the scale of it was, yeah, as you said, quite confronting. Uh, there's a lot of anger um, yeah, and you know, although we are, you know, we're recreating and we're acting and we're doing all those things, like it was pretty intense to imagine, you know, when we're blocking out these stunts as to how the safest way to, you know, tell the story of this violence that might have happened in this moment. But actually, thinking about it in that real time situation, it was, yeah, absolutely confronting. And then, you know, to layer on again being there and representing. You know, Tangata Whenua, and then that sort of like quite personal attack. It was, yeah, it was pretty layered, um, and it was heavy. You know, I mean, these guys were shooting for a lot longer than I was, and I sort of joined for maybe like eight or so days. But it was every day was it was pretty heavy, and the stuff that we were diving into, and all of that intensity was, um, yeah, I mean, important to tell the story. But yeah, definitely not lost on us. Yeah, and and there is a balancing in this, as there is right throughout the film. Uh, mm. for something that is comedic and it's heart of hearts as well mm. and you know there were those police officers aiming to diffuse what was going on in the community as well yeah. um, it's it's managed to really represent the complexity of, of where everyone was at the casual racism also just stops you and it's interesting because it doesn't on the surface evoke a response immediately from Josh say Julian and I found that really interesting it's just kind of absorbed and, and, and not responded to and it is just casual racism especially around rugby mates and, and whatever um, again that's just yeah. a reality for far too many people today yeah. still right yeah of course um, but yeah I think even that was a thing that I talked with Hamish and Paul about even the evolution of Josh Walker even saying his name like Josh Wacker at the start and <laughs> even in the first few scenes when you see Josh you know he says words like Maori and uh, I don't know how to read I'm, I'm a Maori and he's you know he's been in this world all his life this is all he knows so it's like he doesn't know any better and um, I think that's the beauty of it when he first sees Samantha and, and that journey that she kind of um, uh, kind of ignites the fire for him and um, yeah even as you say even till today like people still struggle with that like let's be honest you can still go to a rugby game and you can you know you can still hear some of that stuff like mm. um, and yeah it is a shame but it's like oh, I hope people leave the cinema watching this movie and going like okay what can I do mm. yeah you carry the and the film carries the lightest touch on all these themes, which mm. is a real talent. Um, you know, you're not going in to get schooled, not overtly. You're <laughs> yeah, going yeah, no, you don't want really, that. You don't no, want people exactly. Yeah, you're going in to really enjoy the story, but um, subtly interwoven, you just get close to what's going on in characters' lives, and, and these themes lurk behind it. There's also a lot of laughs and a lot of comedy, mm. and big ups to another character in the film. Actually, who's a bit of a steam sealer. Um, as well, um, and um, we've mentioned Tui, uh, but tell me about brother. What's his name? Brother Madigan. Brother Madigan. <laughs> um, 
Brother. It actually Brother. comes out with a couple of deep lines as, t- as things progress, but we won't give that away. But, you know, he's he's a hero in his own way, isn't he, with Josh? Yeah, no, he's he was a great character, even Reese Darby, to work with him. I think the, the last thing I worked with him was Wilder People. So to work with him again in a film in New Zealand, um, yeah, it was kind of a little full circle moment. But, yeah, he's great. Um, and the way he played Brother Madigan was very sincere, was very genuine, and... Um, yeah, it was kind of the thing of like, man, I even wish I had a teacher like this. You know what I mean? Who was, who really cared and who was really in 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 my world and 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 what I was doing and where I wanted to be. And I had people like that in my world, but not at my schooling. But um, yeah, I think it's like Brother Madigan, um, and and he steals every scene and he's just so that genuinely ch- funny and genuinely like. I was watching him off camera and just I was la- I was trying not to laugh, eh? Like. Yeah, he's good. Reese will always be <laughs> good at his always job. be Reese, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He can, but he has those moments of intensity, and um, but but you just there's a kindness to the character he plays, and and his mm. self deprecation as well. Um, interesting that I was just thinking as you said that, and, and I don't know who it was in your life who really encouraged you mm. in your talent. Some people innately just know they've got it and go for it, and others it takes someone to, you know, point yeah, out, yeah, to cultivate it, to yeah. you know, to pull it out of them, yeah. Hi. But that, but that's you know, it can change lives. In, in Josh's life, and you know, in, in, in a film, it can change lives. It can change lives in real lives as well. Mm. Um, you don't know what was your inspiration for your acting career because you've been at it. <clears throat> you're mm. a veteran girl. Mm-hmm. OG. <laughs> oh, yeah, not as long as him though. OG. <laughs> about seven years. I mean, um, in terms of inspiration, yeah. What, what was just what was acting always? No. We wanted to wanted definitely to be. not, but I know who it was. It was Miranda Harcourt, and it was Stuart McKenzie. Oh, wow. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're responsible people. for a lot of things, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, they yeah. are. I'm and, happy to be in their camp. And what was that? What was the context? Um, was it was it a coaching role for something, or what was the context? Yeah, I joined a, a, a like a Saturday acting class down at Arthur uh, Studios in Wellington that Miranda was teaching. And then I remember that day she was like, oh, let me just take a picture of you. And then took a little snap and then sent it to her husband as they were casting the film for The Changeover at the time, the lead for The Changeover. And I happened to look like the girl in the book. And then I worked with Miranda for the next few years. And, yeah, opportunity came up when I was about 17 to join join the team to make their film. So, yeah, no, it really is... All down to those guys. Yeah, an amazing acting coach internationally, obviously, as, as yeah. well as for many actors here. And, and Julian, who are some of the key people, you know, with, I mean, you can put out a long list, I'm sure, of people you've worked with. But when it comes to really working on the craft, you can overwork it, right? But, you know, um, you know, who, who is it who's really helped you do it the way you need to do it? Which is brilliantly, yeah. by the way. I, I think there's been a lot of people who have kind of like sewn into me in terms of, you know, the craft and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, especially like mum. I remember like those first few films I done really young, and you know we were at home, and she's telling me to learn my lines, and <laughs> then it goes into that, and I'm like bickering, and then she's yelling at me, and then I'm sad, and then um, <laughs> so like yeah, her. She was very like you know she made sure I was there, and even Rachel House, she was my um, acting coach in Wilder People, and even from that and all the stuff I learned, and there's a guy over in all the way over in Vancouver that I've worked with called Andrew McElroy, and he's an amazing guy, and I love him so much, and um yeah, there's just a lot of people, but also my grandfather as well, my kuro Bruce Stewart. Um, who was a writer and did a few films like Thunderbox, like a very old film. And um, you know, I, you know, my family's very creative, so I was, I was very much of like, you know, if, um, yeah, I just felt like 
there was so many people that um you know i could i could look to or i could ask and um it's even been like a self thing of like okay you know just kind of starts to become natural when you enjoy it mm. enjoy it let's finish there it's fantastic and we should say that of course there's the um strike action happening at the moment and uh uh, in Hollywood, the Screen Actors Guild, but you have permission to talk to us today, so thank you very much for uh, for taking the time with us, uh, for making a great film, uh, and all the best for whatever's next, you two. Oh, kia ora, Catherine. Kia ora. Kia ora. thank you so much, Catherine. Yeah, me thank you. Julian Dennison and Arana James, I was speaking with them last week, and that new film, Uproar, is in cinemas now.